good morning and welcome back. We welcome you to Alger Assembly of God. We welcome you to the series. We've called it DNA, Who We Are. Uh, looking at some of the building blocks of DNA, and we are looking at some of the building blocks of a church. Uh, we've been exploring our vision statement, and so reminder, week after week, we've uh, brought that back out. The encouragement is that not just that that's something that might be plastered on a wall or might be on a piece of paper, but something to kind of get within our hearts. The goal is this. We are committed to helping people belong to a family, believe in Jesus, become a disciple, and build his kingdom. Those are biblical principles that we are desiring to be a part of. We took a look at core values. Uh, core values tell the people both inside the church as well as outside the church what is distinctive, what is important. Last week, we turned to Acts chapter 2, and we're going to be going back there in just a moment. But we're looking at some of the purposes and strategies of the early church. And what we saw was last week, one of the main things they did was they connected with God. They were connecting one with another. Today, one of the things that we're going to be looking at is the aspect of growing. Their heart and their desire was to grow. Well, speaking of growing, a little girl was sitting on her grandfather's lap as he read her a bedtime story. Whether you've got kids or grandkids, definitely something that would take place. And from time to time, the little girl would take her eyes off of the book and reach up and touch his greatly wrinkled cheek. She was alternatively stroking her own cheek and chin and then his. Finally, she spoke up with the inquisitive little child question. She asked, Grandpa, did God make you? Oh, and she paused did God make me too? I mean, those are classic little questions from girls. And so grandpa said, well, yes, sweetheart. God made me a long time ago, and I've grown up. And as to whether God made you too, he said, well, yes, indeed, honey. God made you just a little while ago, and you're in the process of growing up. Once again, as, as a little girl would would feel her cheek and chin and reach out to his wrinkled face and chin. She then observed, Grandpa, God is sure getting better at it, isn't he? <laughs> From the mouth of little ones. Yes, we are all growing, and, and Grandpa had some wrinkles that this little girl did not have. But we look at Acts chapter 2, back to that, as we take a look at this Early church model or example, and it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, they, meaning the disciples, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. 
It's an exciting part of the early church. As they were engaged in some of these practices and principles, the end result was people were getting saved and being added to the church. That's the heartbeat of God. And so last week we looked at the aspect that they were connected one to another. Today we want to look at the fact that they are growing in God. Back to verse 42, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They were geared with what was being taught. They were geared from the Word of God. And we're looking at growth, spiritual growth. First thought is this. Understand that life is about growing. Life is about growing. And our spiritual life, it ought to be about spiritual growth. In fact, in God's word, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, it says to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. The encouragement, the instruction is to grow, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You and I are to grow. Life is about growing. You and I grow. Birds grow, trees grow, animals grow, plants grow. Take a look at the largest plant in the world, I believe would be the sequoia there on the left side of the picture. Sequoia would get all the way up to about 379 feet as a record. That would be a 38-story skyscraper. That's a growing, living organism. And right next to that is the world's smallest flowering plant. Each and every one of those dots on the end of a finger is a tiny plant. It's called the Wolfia globosa. Less than 1 42nd of an inch. It weighs about two salt grains. You're talking about tiny, mini school, little item. It's so small you could fit 5,000 individual plants into a thimble. 5,000 plants into a thimble, and right next to it, the sequoia, which has reached heights of up to 38 stories. But both the sequoia and the Wolfia globosa, they have one thing in common. They're living organisms, and they grow. Everything that is living is growing. Life's about growing. In fact, sometimes you've got to grow just to keep up. You ever feel that way at work or ever feel that way, students in school? It's like you've got to keep learning and keep growing just to stay on pace so that the world doesn't pass you by. Maybe you've learned... uh, a cell phone, you've learned about some of the technological advances year after year after year. If we don't learn about certain things, sometimes it's as if we fall behind. One of my favorite quotes, heard it as in a young youth pastor, you either grow daily or you die gradually. You're either growing day after day, little by little by little, or you're dying gradually. It carries with it the thought that we don't quite always stand still. You ever tried to stand still on a bicycle? You have to be super, super good with balance to do that. I've never done it. I mean, you're typically either 
riding forward on a bicycle or you're falling down. You, you typically don't just kind of stand still on a two-wheel bicycle or a one-wheel unicycle. So you either grow daily or you die gradually. Speaking of growing when it comes to physical, how many of you when you were growing up or how many of you with your kids or maybe you've observed this with your grandkids, you made some marks on a door frame? You had your kids stand up there or you stood up there and your mom or dad took a pencil or a pen or something and made marks on door frames. Some of you, I'm seeing some nodding of heads. Yes, uh, we don't capture the nodding of heads very well on audio or video, but it's happening, right? In our household, we have done that. In fact, we've got visual evidence here. So on the left is kind of, a, uh, there's three different pictures all put onto one screen. It might be a little hard to see from your distance. But on the left picture, that's kind of a, a wide shot. I believe the first one, that's Autumn's uh, room. First one was in 2012. So that's the, the mark all the way to the bottom on that left picture. She was little. And then you can see in the middle, that's a little bit more close up of where she's been. I think the last couple of years, and it seemed like 21, so almost a year ago, was the last time that we've actually marked it with a pencil. And then Brooklyn's is over there on the right, and, and you see it's been a little while for her, but you, you see some pretty big jumps. How many of you were excited when you passed by a parent? Or you passed by maybe a sibling? Yes. yes. You know, growing up, it was, it was kind of the stair steps because, you know, we had our, our, uh, our girls were little, and so you had, you know, dad and mom, and then you drop down to Autumn and Brooklyn. And little by little, as they keep growing, they keep growing, they keep growing. And, and uh, you know, a number of years ago, uh, the stair steps were, were a little more gradual, right? You had myself and Kim and... Autumn a little bit below and Brooklyn a little bit below. Well, in these last couple of years, both girls have shot past Kim. Both were pretty excited to do so. And Kim, Kim's not the tallest woman. She's five foot three-ish, right? Ish. Depends on the day, depends on the shoe, but somewhere around five foot three, and she is the tallest of her sisters. But both girls have left mom in the dust. They are inches past her. And then now for both Brooklyn and Autumn, I mean, they've got to be side by side or back to back and, and take their shoes off. And it's probably within a half an inch or a quarter of an inch. Brooklyn's coming for you. Her goal is to pass Autumn by. And she's, she's been doing very well with that. It's exciting. But life is about growing. Physically, but life is about growing spiritually. There's something inside of us that wants to grow. We, we like to see all of those marks represented. We like to see where we were three months ago, six months ago, one year ago. Here's where I was, and now I'm above that. It shows very visually. It shows without a doubt I have grown. Here's the thing. Life is about growing. Now, sometimes, if we're not careful, we end up kind of dying a little bit gradually on the inside before we show some of those signs on the outside. Sometimes, you see, when we stop learning, we can stop growing. 
If we're never kind of sharing something that we've learned or that we've read or something that God's spoken into our hearts in, in a book, in a devotional, in a message, in a Bible study, sometimes we can stop the learning process. When we stop learning, we often stop growing. When we stop maturing, many times we stop growing. If our character, if all the internal stuff in our life isn't growing and developing, many times our spiritual growth stops as well. When we stop caring, we often stop growing. Now, it can happen to any of us throughout time, but certainly God desires for you and I, as we see even from the example of the early church, they were committed to the teaching, to the learning, and to growing in God. Life is about growing. But many times we've got some misunderstandings. Because growing isn't always connected to time. Now, physically, we know that after a year or two years or three years, a child's going to be significantly taller. It's just over time, you don't have to water them. You just feed them, and they grow, right? Some of you, you're trying to squish the kids or squish the grandkids. You know, stop growing. You're growing so fast. But spiritually, growing isn't always connected to time. Many times the, the thought is the longer somebody's a Christian, automatically the more godly and mature and spiritual growth is in their life. But you and I have seen some maybe exceptions to that, right? I would venture to say you've come across someone who has been a Christian for years and years and years and is still very early in their spiritual faith. They, they still are growing. There's a lot that they have not learned in their spiritual walk with God. On the flip side, I would venture to say, you and I have come across some people who have not been saved for a long period of time, and yet, man, are they growing. God is doing some incredible things in and through them, right? As, as a presbyter, I serve as a presbyter in our west central area of Ohio, and uh, one of the neat things that we have an opportunity of doing, I'm going to be doing that in these next couple of days, Monday, Tuesday, is taking part in interviewing some of our candidates who are looking to receive credentials with the Assemblies of God. And so there's certified minister, there's license, there's ordination, so three levels of credentials. And sometimes it strikes me because we see people from all walks of life and all ages, and there are some who are fairly young, and you hear their story and you hear their testimony, and literally it's five years ago, seven years ago, I didn't know the Lord, God saved me, God cleansed me, God forgave me of sins, and then, man, I was just desiring to learn and to grow, and God called me to ministry, and I went and, and took these classes or went to a Bible college, whatever the case might be, and in five, six, eight, ten years, we see incredible growth in a young person. So it's exciting, but simply being a Christian for more years does not automatically make you more godly or stronger as a Christian in your spiritual growth. It's how committed are we to continually growing day by day 
by day. Simply because the calendar turns over, simply because a day or a week or a month or a year pass, doesn't mean we are automatically growing. We've got to seek God and grow. Spiritual maturity is not always measured by the calendar. So growing's not always connected to time. Growing's not always connected to knowledge. Now, knowledge is important, but it's not just knowledge alone. It's what you and I do with what we know. In fact, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, it says the possibility that knowledge puffs up. Knowledge at times could make individuals prideful, proud, and stunt spiritual growth. Knowledge of things that we know and learn should drive us and encourage us to conform to the image of Christ. Spiritual maturity is not just measured by the amount of biblical trivia that we know. Now, it's important to know God. It's important to know his word. And certainly the more we, we read and study and learn and grow, the more questions we'll probably be able to answer in a trivial pursuit game. But it's not just about knowledge. It's not just about the calendar, about the length of time of being a Christian. And thirdly, growing isn't always connected to our religious activity. Sometimes the thought is, well, if I just get involved, if, if I join this and, and serve here, I will automatically grow in Christ. Now, hear my heart. Serving is important. Getting, getting involved in the body of Christ, getting involved in the local church, and serving and being a blessing one to another is important. But it's not an automatic step of growth. There are a lot of people who might get involved and serve in a lot of different areas, but they're not really allowing God to grow them or develop them spiritually. So it's more than just being busy, more than just saying I'm involved in a bunch of things. It's the, the heart that says, God, will you grow me and develop me personally? Life is about growing Second main thought is this, growing involves our change. Growing involves change. It's growing and moving from something that we're not to something that we ought to be, what God is calling us to be, becoming all that God desires us to be. You had the thought when you were a little kid, what do I want to be when I grow up? Maybe you've had some of those thoughts. And maybe you've changed your mind over the time as you've grown up from a, a small child to a little child, an elementary, junior high, high school, young adult. What do we want to be when we grow up spiritually? Hopefully the, the goal is to become more and more and more like Christ, part of that process. Not content to stay exactly where we are spiritually, but to be transformed, growing to be like him. Transformed. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 puts it this way. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Being transformed, being changed, God's desiring to do something in us and through us. That we're going to be a little bit 
different today and tomorrow than we were yesterday and the day before. God, grow me, develop me spiritually. If you work in a job, if you're in fast food, I worked in fast food and in high school and McDonald's, and there was a process. My first day on the job, guess what? I didn't, I didn't know everything about McDonald's. My first day on the job, I was making sure I wore my complete McDonald's uniform, which would soon get all nice and greasy and oily and smelly. The second day on the job, I didn't have everything down. The third day, the fourth day, it was a process. As they would teach me about the menu and teach me, here's how you make things in the grill. Teach me about the cash registers. Teach me about drive through I was at every spot, but they typically kept me in the grill because I was fast. But even in that process, towards the end of my time there, and they've shifted a couple different times. They've gone to some of those you know, large machines where they cook everything and then they keep it hot. And so they're not really cooking or grilling everything. They're just assembling. They just kind of put it all together. It's this process. And so you've got to learn those machines. And you've got to learn what that process is like. So in, in fast food, things are constantly changing and shifting. Uh, here's what we're doing. We're doing a little bit different than what we used to do. If you're playing a sport, Volleyball, basketball, football, baseball. You're learning, you're growing. You, you might watch some tape. Watch the video and see. Here's, you know, if, if you're a baseball player looking at your feet, looking at your hand position on that bat, looking at the pitches, where were the pitches at? How is the pitcher pitching you? And so there's that process of learning and growing day by day by day. And so you've got to grow. You've got to change as a player to improve each and every day. As a Christian, our heart and our goal, we dig into God. We dig into his word and we say, God, what would you have for me? God, I open myself up to you and your tape. What's the videotape say of my life? What ought I to do to grow? We did a little bit of that a little bit earlier in the service. After singing that song, Make Room, God, I'm going to make room for you. So in a sense, we were saying, God, I open up my heart, my life, the videotape of me. What are some things about me that ought not to be there? I'm going to get rid of that. What are some things in you and growing in you that ought to be there? God, we're going to put that in, allow you to do that. The more we grow, we're going to believe less and less of what we see on television and less and less of what's on the Internet and more and more about what God and his word say. As we grow, become less of a taker, more of a giver, less about us, more about others. It's a process. Day after day after day, we learn and we change because growing involves change. Growing is a process. We would prefer that process be more like a microwave, right? I give my life to Christ. I pray the prayer. I put myself into the spiritual microwave, press a couple buttons. Boom. I pop out of the spiritual microwave knowing everything about God, and I'm just, I'm just fully formed spiritually. Has that happened to anybody? 
I bet you've had a spiritual jump start. You give your life to Christ, and, and God cleanses and forgives the sin. In some cases, he helps in overcoming some of the obstacles, maybe even in some of the, the spiritual habits or bad habits physically. I'm sure there's this instantaneous jump, but we're not all that God's desiring us to be immediately. It's that process. Instead of the microwave, it's a little bit more of a crock pot. Now, crock pots are good, right? If you're, you know, if you want something to cook low and slow while you go to work or while you go out and shop, you know, put some stuff together in the crock pot, kind of set it on low, set it for four hours or six hours or eight hours, and when you come back, it's ready. How many of you want to you want to wait and you just love waiting eight hours for a meal? Many of you would rather do the microwave approach or the fast food approach. Spiritually, our spiritual growth, that change in us, it's more of the crock pot. It's more of the little by little by little. I'm growing in God. I'm changing as I allow him to do the work in me. It's observable over time, but it's not instantaneous. God does an instantaneous work in salvation. God begins some things incredibly, but that growth it's little by little. It's more of that crock pot than it is the microwave approach. I mean, the, the same thing in our physical realm. If you've had a child, you are thankful that you did not give birth to a fully grown human. Some of you, it was tough enough with the, the size of your children, whether lengthwise or weight-wise or both. I mean, there's some pretty large babies being born. But no full-time, fully grown human beings are coming. But now, once that little child's born, little by little, they're growing, right? I mean, the number of pounds and the number of inches, I mean, on a regular basis, oftentimes monthly, in that first year, we're, we're tracking height and, and we're tracking weight. We want to make sure that they're growing, that they're eating. That all of those, those trends are tracking in the right way. A baby's not fully formed in six months. But there's a huge difference. Six months versus newly born infant. There's a big difference between a one-year-old and a six-month-old. Big difference between a three-year-old and a one-year-old. You see, it's observable over time, physically and, and emotionally and, and personality-wise. All of those things are growing physically in a child. The same thing with you and I spiritually. The, the goal is growing little by little by little. It's observable. Hopefully, as you look back to six months ago, you look back to a year ago, several years ago, you say, wow, here's how far God's brought me. And as I'm reading my Bible and as I'm praying, God's speaking into my heart, into my life, and I'm growing. I'm, I'm able to discern his, his heart, his thoughts, his, his guidance a little more clearly than I did a year ago or several years ago. That, that nudge of, of what he's desiring me to do to, to speak to somebody, to encourage somebody, that, that family member, that coworker, that classmate. I'm realizing I'm, I'm maybe getting at that first nudge. Whereas a number of years ago, maybe it took a handful of nudges or a spiritual two-by-four over the head. 
There's observable spiritual growth because growing involves our change. Miles Stanford says, it takes God six months to grow a squash and a hundred years to grow an oak tree. Either way, it takes time. Growing involves our change. Now, in that scripture in Romans chapter 12, he says, being transformed by the renewing of our mind. It's, it's renewing and being renewed and renewed and renewed. Not just renewed one time. We're renewed once and boom, we're, we're perfect. We're good. It's that continual growing process. Things we read and study and hear and talk about. We're taking that step at a time. Certain habits, many would say, as you repeat them time after time after time, help us in our growth and in our transformation. Things that no doubt you are aware of, things that no doubt you are practicing, but things that will help us step by step to grow spiritually. A regular time of worship as we spend time in God's house and understand what truly is is important as we hear from him and worship him. Learning and growing in discipleship. Learning and understanding God's word. There's opportunities on a Sunday, opportunities on a Wednesday, opportunities for some on-your-own kind of study and resources. Getting into God's word on a daily basis. As we read his word, it contains his truth. So we read, we learn, we study, and as we're confronted with God's word, sometimes we read and we say, wow, that was for me. Every so often you say, wow, that's good for so-and-so, when we, we start getting our, our pointer finger out. But a whole lot of the time we read and we say, wow, boy, have I got to grow. Have I got some changing to do? God, change me, equip me. I'm reading this, and that's not how I'm living. So God, grow me and equip me. Prayer. Prayer helps connect us to God. It's not just about praying for others, not just about praying for needs. It's hearing from him, and part of that prayer is teach me and grow me. And sharing of our faith. Telling other people about Jesus, what he's done in us and in our heart, in our life, is a part and process of our growth. So let me conclude with just a handful of some brief growth principles. A little bit of a tongue twister, and I messed that one up. Brief growth principles. There we go. First of all, I encourage you to choose a time. Sometimes we say, oh, I really want to learn. I really want to grow in God. And then we start looking at what's today look like? What does this week look like? And if we don't kind of sit down and choose a time, here's when I'm going to get into God's word. Here's when I'm going to spend some time in prayer. Here's when I'm going to intentionally place myself in God and in his presence. We overlook that. So find a time. What works for you? There's some people that are morning people. How many of you are get up early in the morning? You're up at four, five, six o'clock, cup of coffee. You are ready for the day. Early morning people. Got a handful. And I, I realized you were not wanting to put your hands up too high because you realized everybody was looking at you and they were gunning for you. Because the rest of them are not, right? So there's some early morning people, and early morning people say, man, I'm going to get up at four, I'm going to get up at five, I'm going to get up at six, and I'm going to have my coffee, I'm going to spend time with God. And if that is 
what helps and what works for you, then do that in the morning. But just because you don't get up at four, five, six, or seven doesn't mean you can't spend time with God. Now, some of you are late night people. How many of you are late night people? You, you know, you're staying up 10, 11, 12, past midnight. You love to stay up late. Some people say, hey, at the end of the day, kind of before I go to bed, I'm kind of processing through the day. Then I'm going to get into God's word. Then I'm going to pray. For some people, end of the day works well. And others of you are like, I'm not a morning person and I'm not a late night person. I'm a get it done when I can. Find a little time at work or find a little time coming home from school or coming home from work. Whatever the case might be, you're a find some time throughout the day. The encouragement is choose a time. Maybe try to be consistent in that. Every morning or every afternoon, every evening, right before bed. But get into that time where, man, this is my time to learn and grow in God. So choose a time. Secondly, find a place. Some place that's comfortable. The Bible says Jesus often withdrew to lonely places. I'm not saying you got to go to a lonely place. But find some place that's comfortable. Hopefully not too comfortable. You know, laying down on your back in bed and saying, this is going to be my devotional place, might lead you to sleeping more than studying. Just a thought. But whether it's a particular chair or couch or recliner, a, a, a particular place in the bedroom, living room, family room, a porch, you find a place that maybe helps you to eliminate some distractions. Get rid of some things that maybe would come between you and that time with God. So a time, a place, and a plan. You've heard the phrase, failing to plan is planning to fail. I think we all know, we all understand that we are to grow in God. But sometimes we just don't have a plan to do it. We just think, well, I'll just kind of do whatever. And sometimes doing whatever means nothing during the week. And then showing up on Sunday and saying, well, that's my time with God. I'm glad that you were here on a Sunday. But we need that personal time each and every day, learning and growing, little by little by little. So have a time, a place, a plan. We've got a handful of things for you. We've mentioned over the years the, the Bible reading guides. They're available in print. They're available online. We've got the devotional out in the Welcome Center each and every day, a scripture and, and a little reading and some questions. You can uh, explore some different Bible versions or translations now, it used to be you would have to go and buy a whole brand new Bible to get that. Simply go to online or find the Bible app. And there's tens, 20, 30 plus different versions or translations that maybe would be a little easier in readability. You don't have to go out and buy a brand new one. I, I try to keep track. I think I've read somewhere between 10 or 15 different versions or translations. And, and it's, for me, it's kind of a fun thing. Reading in a different version or translation of the Bible each and every year. Technology is helpful. If you need some help with technology, we'd love to help you with that. But a time, a place, a plan. Here's another practical principle. Start small. Sometimes we have these great 
grandiose ideas. I'm going to learn and grow. I'm going to read the Bible tomorrow. Like from Genesis to Revelation, I'm going to read it tomorrow. How many of you would say that's a pretty lofty goal? That would be like saying, hey, I'm going to show up and I'm going to, uh, I'll be a weightlifter. I'm going to lift 1,000 pounds tomorrow. I think I would have permanent residence with the chiropractor if I was trying that. You got to kind of work your way up if you're in the weight room, in the gym, you know, little by little. Uh, start with the bar. Put no weight on the bar. The bar itself is 45 pounds, so you start with the bar. And then you grow and maybe you add a little weight, you know, if, if you're doing that physically. We can do the same thing spiritually. Start small. If you're saying, I want to learn and I want to grow in God, I've not really had a plan in my past, but I want to have a plan. I encourage you, start small. Don't say, I'm going to read the entire Bible tomorrow. Start with a chapter. Start with a small portion. Begin reading through the New Testament. Begin reading, begin reading through a book of the Bible and complete it. Begin praying for maybe a few minutes today. Maybe start with a, a chapter in a few minutes. When you find something that kind of strikes you, you feel like God's impressing that verse upon you, maybe stop. Maybe think about it. Maybe pray for a moment. God, what would you have me to learn as a result of this? What would you have me to change as a result of this? When you read something, you say, God's encouraging me to obey. God, help me to obey. Now, for many of you, perhaps you're far beyond that early and that small start. I want to encourage you to continue to grow in your walk with God. For you, maybe a few minutes of prayer in one chapter, you're well beyond that. That's, that's years and years ago. You've established maybe a deeper walk with the Lord, and you've spent more time in prayer. Maybe you've been reading through the Bible every year completely. Continue that process, but maybe allow God to stretch you a little bit. Maybe you read through in a different Bible version. Maybe you read through in a devotional. Maybe you add a devotional into your Bible reading but continue to learn and grow. Maybe you start a journal or begin writing down some thoughts that God nudges in your heart as you read and pray. The final spiritual growth principle is this. Don't give up. Because here's what will happen, and it happens to us physically, right? If our goal is to lose weight and and Go on a diet. If our goal is to gain some strength and go into the gym, we have great energy and great intensity. Sometimes we start really well. That diet for a week or two, going to the gym for a week or two, and then we hit a snag. We go on a trip. We go on a vacation. Uh, we go to this. We go to that. And pretty soon what we were doing and eating healthier and exercising is kind of falling by the wayside. Then we beat ourselves up and we get mad and upset because we're not this, we're not that. Don't give up. Stick to it. Don't panic if you miss a day or two. Here's, here's just a little hint for you, okay? You can get into heaven even if you've missed your Bible reading for a day. You can get into heaven if you've skipped your prayer time for a day. 
Now, that's not our heart. That's not our goal is to skip over being in God's word. But sometimes we miss once and all of a sudden all of that effort, all of that work and trying to start and learn and grow falls by the wayside. Don't give up. You hear people say it, it takes sometimes two to three weeks. People will mark about the 21-day mark about starting a habit. And so if you're not in the regular habit or if you're wanting to get back on track spiritually to reading your Bible and praying and or journaling or worshiping and being in the house of the Lord, I invite you to commit to it for several weeks. Get in God's word a little bit every day. Spend some time in prayer a little bit every day. Do that consistently for three weeks. And pretty soon you're probably going to find that if you're going to go through a day and you're about to not do it, man, it, it comes to your mind. It comes to your remembrance. I've not spent some time with God today. Put that time, put that dedication in and, and watch as you look back at the spiritually old you to say, I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm not the same person that I was several weeks ago or several years ago, however long that might be. But God, I'm learning and growing. They were committed. The early church was committed to the apostles teaching, they were committed to growing together. You and I can do the same thing because life's about growing and growing involves our change. <music>